0: Bedtime Bar Stories, on the spot, at the bar. Impromptu, that's how we do. Welcome back to Bedtime Bar Stories, where it's always story o'clock. I'm Gina Noble, your story hunter-in-chief. And as you know by now, I'm on a mission, starting right here in Fort Lauderdale. Oops, I mean Fort (laughs) Lickerdale. To find the best stories, the best bars to tell them in, and the best drinks to enjoy them with. Three episodes in, and I already feel like I've been doing this all my life. And in a way, I have. Because every bartender is part therapist and part pharmacist. And I guess that's true after a few cocktails. (laughs) you're pretty much in a different frame of mind. The mood does change slightly. (laughs) Anyway, thanks again for all the lovely comments about how much you're enjoying the show. I know you're all really thirsty for more stories, but please be patient with me. I love story hunting. I really do. Almost as much as Debbie loves to spy or Shannon loves a cockpit. Mm, No pun intended. But I have a day job working behind the bar and bills to pay. So please be patient, but thank you. I've got more stories for you today showing the darker and sexier sides of the bar industry and adult party scene. But before I pour those for you, I wanted to talk a little bit about the stories this show is all about. I came up with the idea for this show because the stories I've heard and the characters I've met doing my job, no Hollywood screenwriter could be. So one of my favorite questions to ask is, what's a story about you that sounds made up, but isn't? Because every one of us has a story that sounds too crazy to be true. Just like every one of us has a story that'll make you laugh, a story that'll make you cry, a story that'll make you think, a story that'll transport you into someone else's world. All these stories are welcomed on Bedtime Bar Stories. I know a lot of the stories so far have been racy. They've been fun and today is no exception. But on this journey, I'm going where the stories take me and I want to hear all of them. So whether you've got a story about one of the topics we've already talked about or something totally new, get in touch with me at Gina at BedtimeBarStories.com. Or again, hit me up on Instagram at BedtimeBarStories. First up, we have Kevin. Originally from Tennessee, but now one of Fort Lauderdale's finest heads of security, who I met when he and I were working at a huge resort in Hollywood Beach, Florida, right on the ocean. Trust me, he's seen it all. As a bartender, especially one who's worked at a lot of spring breaks, great security is worth its weight in gold. And sometimes it's quite literally a lifesaver. So it was a pleasure to hang out with Kevin at the Ocean Barn Grill on Dania Beach. We swapped a lot of war stories, which is very common in the bar industry. But the ones I want to share with you today show both sides of the security business. Yes, you need muscle, but you also need smarts. But before we get to those stories, first, let Kevin set the scene for you with a couple of anecdotes the aperitifs of the story world, as I like to call them, about how life was at Fat Tuesdays back in the day. And if you're looking for an actual aperitif to go with this story, I'd suggest the 190 octane, which Fat Tuesdays was famous for. It's a high-octane drink for a high-octane story. So this includes 1.25 ounces of Bacardi 151 proof, 0.5 ounce cream of coconut, one ounce orange juice, two ounce mango puree, ice, orange slice for garnish, pineapple slice for garnish, and maraschino cherry for garnish. So you want to mix them all together in a blender and blend until smooth. Garnish with the slice of orange, pineapple, and maraschino cherry. So guys, as you enjoy this drink, just know that this recipe is courtesy of Chef Paul Tyson at South Seas Island Resort. 190 octane, cool off in the summer heat with flavors like mango and coconut and orange. It's scrumptious, and it will certainly kick things up a notch. I'm interested to know how you got involved in the hospitality industry or in being a security guard. Can you give me a little insight on how that started?
1: Yeah, I started at Fat Tuesdays, I would say, probably 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I was delivering some products at Fat Tuesday during spring break time.
0: Well, first of all, what is Fat Tuesdays? Can you give me an idea uh, sure. so we Fat- can let our listeners know?
1: Mm-hmm. Fat Tuesday is a daiquiri bar that was located in Port Lauderdale, Florida. Daiquiri, food, drinks. It used to be famous for the 190 octane, <laughs> which was green alcohol, 153 proof.
0: 153 proof yes. and it was called green octane green
1: <laughs> green alcohol Oh no. straight straight, straight alcohol. alcohol straight alcohol oh lord i'm Ever sure clear. Oh, so God. that was it back in the day you would have one of those drinks and you'd be on the floor
0: oh my goodness no joke <laughs> <laughs> i bet it sounds like it okay so you were at fat tuesday so what were your different positions what did you do there
1: i was a bouncer when i first started then um bouncer, uh, barback, back, bartender, just about everything. Then I became head of security um, later on in years. So I ran my own security team there.
0: Okay, your own security team. How many people was that?
1: We were on about maybe six to 10 people at a time.
0: Oh God, you probably needed that down yep. on
1: Fort Lauderdale Beach. Oh, of course.
0: Oh my God, I can only imagine, especially if they're drinking that green
1: alcohol. During spring break time was crazy, very, very challenging. Okay. Okay.
0: So give me an idea of some stories. What took place down there?
1: Well, we had an incident once, I remember one spring break, um, there was an incident where we were looking out over the balcony, we kept hearing this commotion, and it was a fight of course. And I looked up, this guy was coming down from the hotel, which is up top, from the Marriott. Okay. And during spring break time, of course, there's anything could happen. Of course. The guy was, had no clothes on. Oh, Lord.
0: He must have been on something. He came running down?
1: He came running down butt naked from the hotel.
0: <laughs> butt naked.
1: <laughs> paraded right in right in the courtyard, sitting down, running around, oh. everything naked.
0: O-M-G.
1: What
0: <laughs> <laughs> a hot mess. All right, continue on because it can only get better.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> so, of course, for Lauderdale's finest, police, they came up. Put a towel around him, the rest of him for a decent exposure. Naturally. Yep. <laughs> so he went down after that. But the most craziest thing that happened was a guy getting his ear bit off, which was outside the complex on the beach.
0: Did you just say getting his ear bit mm. off? Yes I did. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yep. Getting parsley his ear bitten off in a fight.
0: Oh my god, a bar fight.
1: A bar fight. Oh yeah.
0: god, so that had to be crazy. Oh
1: yeah. It was crazy. That's- that's about the craziest thing i ever seen.
0: And, <laughs> and you literally saw his ear laying on the ground. Yes, I did. That some yes, did. guy had bit off. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> I just can't even yeah. imagine.
1: Yeah. They squared up downstairs, the guy grabbed him around his neck and bit his ear right off.
0: Oh my God.
1: Well, a lot of their police came up, they tased the guy, took him down, of him. But the guy that got his ear bit off, he got away.
0: Oh my God. The guy
1: that bit the ear got away.
0: Did he? So
1: they yeah. couldn't get him. No,
0: they couldn't get him. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow.
1: So they're looking at me, our our um, off-duty police officer, which was on duty at the time. There, our detail cop that was there. Uh, he's looking at me like, yeah, where would you go." I like, I have no idea where you went.
0: Everybody was
1: too busy looking at the ear well, on the everybody, Yeah. Everybody oh was god. concentrating on the ear. On the you
0: ear.
1: Oh the my hear. god. Oh my god. What a nightmare.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> you going through some things. So that's the physical side of security, but security is about brains as much as muscle. And here's Kevin with some investigation work, which would make Debbie the spy proud.
1: There's a girl that, that she was posting on social media that she gets in. She was underage and she was going no, right about. There,
0: that's just stupidity.
1: Yeah. Posting she, on
0: social media that she's getting in with her fake ID. Right,
1: right. <laughs> so word word got out, and she's on Facebook and saying, "Hard rock ain't shit, security ain't shit, i 'cause I'm I'm getting in with this ID, and they don't know what they're doing." They're
0: ballsy. So, go so ahead. we there at
1: the checkpoint, and I'm looking. Conley's coming up to me with this girl. She's like, "Kev, I think I got her." I was like, "All right." So it's busy. We can't. We cannot radio transmission in to find out whether it's her or not because, right. because the radio frequency is tied up. So I said, well, give me the ID. Let me take a shot and look at it. So I look at the ID. It does look like her. So she's there with her mouth poked out and everything. So she's like, yeah, what's the matter? Now you. I says, yeah, now me. I'm the yeah. one. This is your last stop. And she says, yeah, do what the fuck you got to do. I don't oh my care. God. I was like, calm down, Missy. All <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> calm down what?
1: Calm down, Missy. It's <laughs> not- <laughs> it's missy.
0: Calm down, Missy.
1: <laughs> so I'm looking at it. I was like, all right. So I call out the address. She's got the address right. So I'm looking at the height, which says five, six, five, seven on the ID. So it's three steps that you gotta look at. So when I bring up that ID, I look at the face. Right. If there's something off about it, I'm not comfortable about it, it's a no-go. Right. But it's really close. So I know I gotta go in deeper with her because she's already got them. She already can memorize everything else on that ID just about. And they do. Yeah, they do. They practice this at home. They cousin. They look like they cousin. They practice this at home. So I know what steps I got to do. He's like, so Kylie's at my back. He's like, Kev, come on. I'm like, can you wait a minute? I'm going to get this damn woman in a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on. So I look at the ID. So, so I says, Jessica, right? She says, yeah, don't you see it? That's my name, stupid. No, she I says, not. I says, I, says, I says, well, what's your middle name? And She says, don't you see it? It's Mary. I says, no, it's not, stupid. I said, it's Joanne. <laughs> Boom, you done. That was uh, it. Yeah. That was, that was, was it, it. She was mm-hmm. caught. No, Connelly gra- grabbed her up, swung around the other way. He said, I got your stupid ass now. And he hooked the handcuffs on and We took her down to the trailer. She was arrested.
0: I was going to say, doesn't she get arrested for yes, using somebody else's impersonating,
1: identity? Impersonating with a person's, with someone else's ID, I it's a you. felony. Oh,
0: yes, so she it's got, a got felony. it back. So the lesson of that story is don't mess with Kevin. Don't get naked in bars. And don't brag on social media about anything, but especially not felonies. Next up, we have Roxy and Sebastian to talk about the rules of the game. And the game I'm talking about in this case is discretion. Because when you're working in hotels and high end bars, restaurants, nightclubs, casinos, what have you, you see a lot, but you learn not to say a lot, however, famous the people involved might be. For example, Many unlisted affairs have been conducted in hotels and bars, and however careful the people involved think they're being, those of us who've worked behind the bar or the front desk can spot them a mile away. But what are the rules of the game? Well, I talked to Roxy and Sebastian, a charismatic double act, to find out. So we met at Louis Bossy Restaurant on Las Solis Boulevard. First, Here's Roxy and Sebastian on how they met. And if you're still standing after that octane 190, then maybe you're ready for an illicit affair. The cocktail, of course. How apropos to have a drink called the illicit affair for this story. So let me share what the ingredients are. Okay, so we want to start with your favorite vodka, of course, add orange juice, freshly squeezed, of course, that's always best definitely cranberry juice, and a little dash of orange bitters. Now you wanna shake that really well in your shaker with ice, and then strain it into an ice-filled glass. Make sure it's an old-fashioned glass. And don't forget to add your orange wedge, that slice of orange right on the side of your glass for that special touch. Enjoy.
2: Between me and, and, and Roxy, we have an understanding that when we're working.
0: Yeah, you gotta play a role. Behind the bar, you gotta have to play a role. Gotta play the role. So That's we we have we
2: have a we have a joke that we say. We're like, look, as soon as we clock in and we're behind the bar, we're single. <laughs>
0: That's cute. we're <laughs> single. It is what it is. <laughs>
2: And, That's you know, if you want to be flirty yeah. and touchy and this and that, I'll play along with it, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to do anything afterwards. So, so,
0: now that we've shared that you two are a couple, yes. how did you guys meet? Okay, so, I don't we know.
2: We have two different versions. Okay, okay well,
3: uh, there you go. I'm going to say my, long story short, this was with my ex for 10 years. So, I had broken up with him, or we broke up, excuse me. Three days later, I was very depressed and down. my girlfriend's at my car like, hey, let's go to Blue Martini, which is like a... Martini Lounge and it wasn't a place I usually go to at, at twenty-six years old. I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll go. It's, late, it's like he's my twenty, let's go. So I go with my girlfriends. I'm out of feeling a little hoish that night. And I was like, you know, my extent I need some dick in my life. Other than this guy. So we go to this bar with my friends, whatever, and I'm at the bar drinking trying to get fucked up at this point and shit. And I see this guy across the bar. Now mind you, Sebastian is six foot three, six three, right? Very tall guy out, he's called me Puerto Rican, I love my Latin voice, just yum yum yum. And then, I'm a creeper, I guess, and <laughs> for like 45 minutes,
4: I go down to the bottom
3: bar, and my friend's like, stop looking ahead, and go talk to him. I'm like, what, what am I gonna say? So then she grabs my hand, and she like pulls me towards him like a, like a fifth grader, and I'm like, oh my god. And then I just, I ended up in front of his friend. So Sebastian's there was his friend. I ended up standing in front of his friend. I'm like, your friend is cute. Just, friend is cute. what do I say? And his friend told me that like, yo, sly. So then they switched places. <laughs> yo,
2: sly. It, to jump in here, just to kind of give a visual aid, he thought that she was coming to talk to him. So he started kind of like you know, flirting and talking game. And the first thing out of her mouth was like, oh, I think your friend is cute. So he just had a big sigh, he was like, uh, and then he looked at me, he's like, yo, rotate. I was like, what?
0: And then he grabbed me, and we kind of like, yeah. did a quick He knew it wasn't any chance for him. <laughs>
2: and I was like, oh, okay, so I kind
3: of. And I'm not <laughs> good at flirting at this point, right? I don't know what's not not you. you.
2: Shit, No, her flirting no I'll be not surprised,
3: right? Now nah, I am. Now at the time he was drinking this drink, it was a clear cocktail with a lime in it. I'm thinking it's either vodka soda, what else could this fucking be? I don't know. What was I mean,. What else, could be, Right. So I don't think I know that. And he goes. I said, "Oh." So I said, "What are you drinking?"
0: Start a conversation. Club soda. No.
3: You want a gin and tonic, or a Uh-oh. gin and tonic? Oh, gin and tonic. So maybe me I said, "Oh." Do you some tennis balls for your walker with it? She's <laughs> <laughs> a hot mess. I don't know. The
2: first, thing in my mind, yeah, like the first thing in my mind, I'm like, oh, so this is how we're going to start yeah. this, this conversation right now. So oh.
3: And then I just started cracking jokes left and right. And then before you know it, we were talking. And then we're at the other bar.
2: Which and I then I'm like appreciated. The- I appreciated the jest because I don't <laughs> I don't gravitate towards women that are very... Not not sheltered or reserved, but I like yeah. don't have... Balls, yeah, you the know, the sort of, yeah, back with and the kind the of throw punches, yeah. and like, yeah, yeah just the, I, I kind of respected it in a sense. It was like, oh, here's a girl who's never met me, doesn't know anything about me, and like, out of out of the gate is already like throwing jabs. Out of the gate, and I was just like, okay, like, that alone bought some of my respect, and then we started to talk, and, you know, and the rest I could understand. Well, no, not really. So there's a little bit more story.
0: So
3: my friends, I. He was going to a fat catch, which is the bar in downtown i know where that is so i was going to go and i told my friends i drove with my friend Went back to her house i grabbed my car i said, i'm in my, a I was, in, I was in khakis
2: and a cola drinking
0: gin
3: and tonic so i get so it took me a minute to go get my car come back now while i'm doing this he's already driving there he's already getting a drink and waiting for me almost like where the fuck is Roxy? She's not gonna show up. She's flaky. She's just one of those other girls that doesn't, you know,
2: Which I did, all this time. I did think that because, like, uh, yeah. as we we're there, right towards we got to like that two-hour marker, I was just like, you know what? She probably flakes, so whatever. So we leave. We pay our tab, and we're walking back to the car, and literally, as we're about to get into my friend's car, we hear like in the distance, like this echo. Sebastian! <laughs> Put some heels on. Put a
3: little skirt on. Like,
2: I I thought it oh, was yes. the wind at first. I was like, I can't. get it but, but, but the noise getting louder, 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 louder and louder and louder and louder. What the fuck's like? And I turn around and sure enough, I see her By myself. in heels running down Run the sidewalk. heels, heels. Running, running
3: like, for her man! You know, I wanted
0: to get
2: right. late
0: that night. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> you were running <laughs> in heels. Yeah, you did. Oh and my and God. That's a fabulous story. I love that story. What a nice story. Now let's hear the rules of the game according to Roxy and Sebastian. Have you ever been able to tell if somebody was having an affair? Oh,
4: oh absolutely. No
0: yeah. <laughs> oh one has guys. a chance Absolutely. Really? Oh, this, this is is
2: all the I know it off the first, the first time I see them, before they even sit down and talk, you can see it just in their mannerisms and the behavioral.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. For a
2: perfect example, I had had uh, a... I'm not. I'm not gonna say the artist's name, okay, for, uh, for obvious reasons. But uh, it was one time when we were when we were living down in the Florida Keys. I was working at a, a um, somewhat high-end
0: uh, sushi restaurant, okay,
2: and we had this celebrity come in who, let's just say, is known worldwide. Okay, he's <laughs> very. Uh, no, it away. You know, it's a very well known artist. Well the first time he came in, you know, obviously I kinda had that oh my god, this is like you know, that fandom starstruck reaction. And served him took the order, took drinks and all that and very, very uh, reserved and quiet, which I was kind of surprised. I figured that they'd be, you know,
0: well, a lot of them are
2: extra, yeah. because the top, or because that
0: they're that way on stage, exactly. that allows them to come out of there. They have a
3: fangirls, too. I mean, it's easy
0: access. <laughs> no,
2: absolutely. And so the first time I was like, okay, like, and, and, and he came in with the girl. So they came in together. They drove in the same car together. So I figured that. They were together. Okay. Very nice people. Tipped well at the end. Very, you know, down to earth, which I love. Now the second time he came, he came in, he came in with a completely different. Ooh, no, uh, didn't. A well, yeah, didn't. Oh no! He did.
3: Yeah, he did. Oh no! Completely different.
2: And obviously, as a as a fellow man. I understood my role and my position, and I treated her as if this was the first time I i was have never him seen you <laughs> before. Welcome. Oh, welcome. Wow. <laughs> so, but I obviously Jordan knew enough. I was like, you're, you're not the same, uh, the same Did person. Did
0: he know? He Did really, you think he knew?
2: No, I don't think he knew. Oh, okay. I don't think he remembered me. Okay.
0: Time. I think he would
2: care. Not that he would care. Yeah. No,
0: not not sure. no, some people okay, appreciate it. Like, they'll tip. No, absolutely. And, sure. and I will say, sure. though,
2: on the second time, he tipped the same amount, but he still tipped over the required. Uh, but didn't he 18, also? Didn't
0: he
3: also? It used to, didn't he have his face covered? Like, was he yes. trying to be like, incognito? No, the first
2: time, though, keep in mind, this is during COVID, like at the height of
0: COVID. Oh, so he thought he was really. So he, he he was on very
2: incognito. He yeah. came in with a blue. Bandana kind of like you see on, like you know, the Crips in California, like the very like he had ironed it beforehand, like it was just no wrinkles. He had the blue bandana on, and then he had, um, kind of like the Pharrell, right, white rim.
0: Okay,
2: um, so the first time I didn't actually recognize him for who he was until he actually decided to go to the bathroom, and when he went to the bathroom, he took his face mask off and I kind of caught a glimpse of what he looked like out of the corner of my eye and I was like I know this person
0: right right and it
2: really didn't solidify like I I didn't know like once I saw him I was like okay but you still have that second guess like you know I might be seeing things it wasn't you until know he you were I heard him day. I heard him and I was like oh, I, I know what you look who like and who I is know is this voice I'm like I know who you are I've listened to you I grew up like wow. watching you so, the second time he came in, it was with a different woman. Third time, oh no, oh, there's a third round,
0: third, uh-oh, there's a third
2: uh-oh. different woman. Oh no! And at this point, he recognized me. Oh! Uh, I recognized him. Right. But hello, sir. Welcome. <laughs> I that's know. he knew. I say, yeah, was, I understood my role. My right. And, like, that and that's when he threw <laughs> an extra twenty percent on top of it. I'm
0: target. sure he so, did. Like, yeah, right, he, he right, knew. Right,
2: At that point, I knew, and I was like, okay, like,
0: you know, and for anybody
2: who doesn't know, for certain restaurants, there are rules of approaching and dealing with people that are very well known and famous for
3: example I work at a casino right so a lot of things happen at a casino especially a big casino where I work at for example it's protocol even if your husband or wife for example you go to the pool you go to the inside you order a drink and say the husband orders a drink but say the wife's name is on the room because they have the same last name doesn't mean I can charge with her name it has to be under his name because what's not to say that this guy did not bring his girlfriend on Tuesday and not his wife and I said oh is this mrs marissa why, right, right. you know and then it's like well, why would you say that so we have protocols for rework that we're not supposed to uh say last name
0: now i promised you more stories from the lifestyle but i wasn't expecting to find one when i met chris the infernal chef a talented chef with an inspiring backstory who uses a very special ingredient which is not legal for all of you listening you can find out more about Chris on the gram at the Inferno Chef. Now, Chris and I met at a fabulous, eclectic kitchen and cocktail bar, twice removed in Fort Lauderdale by the sea. It's a great spot. If you want to check it out or you want to hit them up, check them out on the gram at twice removed FTL, which of course stands for Fort Lauderdale. So, for an appetizer, here's Chris on how he became the Inferno Chef. And to drink, I'd suggest either Chris's favorite vodka, Roberto Cavalli, which I personally would have on the rocks with just a twist of lemon, or his other favorite, the lemon drop moonshine. I hope you have a minute because the prep time is 35 minutes, okay? And the cook time is another 30 minutes, okay? So here we go. So what you're gonna need is two cups of moonshine and you need two cups of freshly squeezed lemon juice. All right, two cups of sugar and six cups of filtered water. You're gonna need six cups of filtered water. Are you still with me? Pay attention. That's a good cocktail here. Now, you put your oven on medium heat. You pour your six cups of filtered water into a pan. Preheat the six cups of water to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, you pour two cups of sugar into the six cups of filtered water and stir it around until it dissolves. Once the two cups of sugar are dissolved, turn the heat off and let cool until room temperature. See, this is why it takes so long. Then you pour the two cups of freshly squeezed lemon juice and two cups of moonshine into the water. Let it sit for eight to 12 hours. I tell you, this cocktail better be good. (laughs) Or longer, if you wish. The longer you leave the lemon drop moonshine to sit, the better it'll taste. So this is your lemon drop moonshine cocktail. Of course, only a chef would come up with this. enjoy i'll see if i can get chris to suggest a cannabis cocktail for those of you where it's legal and share it with you on social media so make sure you're following us at bedtime bar stories uh, tell us a little bit about yourself tell me speak to me chris
4: all right. Well, I am a chef. I do private events. I also do meal prep, but then I'm also known as the Inferno Chef, which is a cannabis chef. So that's one of the things that makes me a little bit unique because I also cook with cannabis. Very much uh, so unique. I've been doing this for about, I want to say going on almost eight years now. Originally, I got my start doing uh, meal prep for fighters. Fighters? Like- yeah, like, like boxers and MMA okay. fighters. Oh, okay. And... This was back when I was still in like the DC area. Okay. And it wasn't like for like super high level fighters, these were like people that I knew that were getting into the game. All right. And they couldn't afford like a, a high price chef for their fight camps. Oh. So, I would help them do the meal prep for their fights wow. to be able to make weight. Got it. That's how it started. It's weird because how I branched off into the cannabis is that randomly I'm just overhearing You know, people talk during the the gym sessions and whatnot, and I'm listening to them, and, you know, the guys are talking about, like, edibles and gummies and things of that (laughs) nature, and then they're also talking about smoking. And I'm thinking, well, if you smoke, doesn't that still hurt your cardio? Because it's still a carcinogen Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And Mm -hmm. they're like, no, you know, it helps with the recovery, blah, 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 this this is the third. And I'm just like, interesting. But you also use gummies, which is like sugar. And like people who understand about like nutrition and diets, like sugar isn't something that you want to use in abundance because that's not going to benefit you. And certainly
0: not on a daily basis.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, what if you could get the cannabis, but in a a healthy meal? Like what if you can get it in something something that actually still tastes good, is still good for you. Like the food that I've been making for you. Right. And... At the time, again, this is like eight years ago. They were like, nah, there's no way. And, I, and I'm like, there has to be a way. Right. Because I'm an Aries. I know, You know, if you put the challenge out, I'm going to find the solution. If there's a will, there's a way. Right.
0: Or if there's a will, I want to be in it.
4: Right. <laughs> both, both. Exactly. That's that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the okay, truth. Okay, just saying. So, so I, I come in and I'm like, all right, well, give me a couple of weeks to figure this out. So I started to do some research and then... I came to certain conclusions that I would be able to infuse the food oh. with cannabis. Oh. But, but then the, the question then became uh, the percentage, like how much right. and how far out from the fight. Because they still got to get tested and things of that nature right. as well. So it's like, okay, well, I started to test a couple of things with people who were off, off cycle or off schedule. Like people who weren't having fights coming up. Got it. I just wanted to see if they could even taste the cannabis. And
0: does it affect them? And how, say, how would it, right. As gummies or right. as smoking and how long it is in your system right. before
4: it shows up right. via testing. Right. Got so it. it's like a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, trial, trial and error mm-hmm.
0: that we did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And
4: then I, I got with a person who was from California mm-hmm. who was actually a grower. Oh, in California, because I wanted to understand the actual science behind all of which it,
0: which is necessary as well, because
4: California was doing it before everybody. So we started playing around with different formulas and whatnot. And I'm going back and forth with my, my guy in California and we came to a healthy, uh, a healthy conclusion on how to how to microdose.
0: Ah, that's when, that's when I was
4: introduced to the, the term microdosing. dosing.
0: Okay. Because
4: before that, a lot of people were doing what they call, I call it the stoner syndrome. where <laughs> They just, they just want to be all the way messed up off of one, whether it's one gummy, one cookie. Yeah, they just want to just dump the bag. Right. In. Yeah. That's so,
0: pretty That's serious. That's dangerous. I remember somebody gave me hot brownies before we went to a concert mm-hmm. and I didn't even know they were pot brownies. Right. They're like, oh, here, we made brownies for the concert. I'm like, oh, awesome, good.
4: <laughs> and at that, at that time, you probably saw a lot of the brownies in a lot of the uh, Rice Krispie treats.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the Rice Krispie, but I saw the brownies, and I could taste that. It was kind of grainy because it had the weed in it. You could and, sort of taste that it wasn't quite a brownie. Right, that it okay. wasn't quite a brownie. And then I knew it wasn't quite a brownie when I got to the arena. Right.
4: <laughs> so so my goal, you know, my goal was on. always to to differentiate myself. Mm-hmm. And the way I differentiate myself was that my products taste like what they say they taste like.
0: And you can't tell that it's in it. Right. Like I could with the brownie. Right. Gotcha.
4: Right. So mm-hmm. if you have, like, at the time, let's say you had a dish that I made, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to tell that there was cannabis in it. That's why I asked about the food that you
0: gave me. Speaking of, right. let's tell our listeners Okay. what Chris did for me. Uh, so this is amazing. I, I, made, you,
4: I made you some... I made you a, a a garlic shrimp and salmon over a bed of ah. wild rice. And then there is sauteed carrots with a uh, roasted potatoes and crisped bacon on the
0: side. If you could see the photos, I'm gonna post these photos down the line when this particular episode comes out because the photos, it's scrumptious. It's mouth-watering when you see these succulent grilled shrimp and, and those potatoes with the bacon bits. Cause I was looking, I'm thinking, what is that? Is that cranberries? Well, That's how big the bacon bits yeah, yeah. are. Yeah, they're, they're oh crispy my though. Oh God, I love it. Oh, it's so amazing. And I didn't even expect it. It was a treat for me as an example of what the cannabis chef, Inferno chef, can do. Now the main course. Okay, what is the craziest cooking story, Chris? The craziest <laughs> cooking story of the Inferno Chef. Let's hear it. I'm ready.
4: So this story, okay. this story occurs when I moved to Las Vegas. Mhm. A friend of mine who was a lawyer put me on with a friend of his mm-hmm. who wanted to have a cannabis infused party. I'm like, all right, cool. How many people? He tells me how many people, and how many I tell people him. Weather? I think it was about seventy people. Okay, because this funny. guy had like. If you're familiar enough with Las Vegas, there's these mansions Mm -hmm. that are like almost on the mountain. It's one of those with the infinity pool type shit. Oh, yeah, naturally. Right, right, right. So I get a friend of mine to help me cook for this event. He's like, well, you know, how much we going to get paid? I tell him. And I'm like, well, they already paid half up front. Mm -hmm. That half up front is the equivalent of what he was going to get paid total. So I just gave him all of it. Uh, okay. But that meant that I had to wait to
0: get yours to get
4: mine. All right, so go ahead. So we had the party, and the party, everything's going straight. Everything's going good. We we finished cooking. Everybody's having fun now. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm about to go. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wait because I got to wait for, for my part. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And he's like, all right, cool. You sure? I said, yeah. Then he's like, well, I'm going to just wait a little bit. I go down to find the guy who actually booked the party. And? It's a whole entire Swingers orgy app
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
4: It's a whole I, entire swing of you just pop up with some like, crazy stuff like, like this, that. Like, I love look, so I'm like, literally, I'm talking about. Now, mind you, the whole time so we went out
0: to the party and everybody was like. We've been
4: confined to the kitchen.
0: <laughs> and you come out there to find the owner Hello. <laughs> we go out
4: there and like, and I'm like, yo. So I go back to the kitchen and I'm like, hey,
0: hey, <laughs> no, you won't believe
4: what's happening down there.
0: Oh, I love it. Dude. Like, you
4: won't believe what's happening. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, I suggest you, but don't suggest you to go look because it's it's crazy out there. So they, they were like that? Like everybody, like was nobody was crazy. just, it wasn't just
0: like one or two people. Like, no, everybody. no,
4: this was like some Roman really like it was crazy
0: 70
4: people he's like "Yo, yeah, so what are you gonna do i said i gotta wait for my money like <laughs> i can't leave yet i still gotta find dude for for my money because this is what i'm looking for dude and i'm oh, like I love i'm it. Like, like yo like
0: and when i finally
4: found dude i'm like hey where was see, dude under how many people <laughs> I, believe it or not it's funny because i actually found him in the second living room but he wasn't like with all of that he was actually drinking no i mean they were like talking and drinking but this near the pool, the jacuzzi area, that whole area like it was going off. It was going off sounds like we're talking about like a Nickelodeon party. <laughs> no, no, no. This was like HBO After Dark. There were there was males doing male things, there was females doing female things, there was couples doing inner couple thing, but what 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 I noticed immediately the was male. the amount of males that were doing what they were doing. Oh. And I was just like, damn, like this, you know,
0: let me go back in the kitchen. Right, because I'm like,
4: this is this, because <laughs> based off of what I saw at the beginning of the night,
0: it didn't I'm, look like that at I'm all. seeing
4: everybody come in with a female. Oh I'm not seeing everybody come I'm in male, with, male. With, with male, male. Oh. So that's why it threw me off.
0: Wow, what a story. I wonder if he served pineapples at that party. <laughs> Was that crazy or what? I was not expecting that ending. Not at all. Like I'm sure Chris wasn't either. Anyway, guys, that's all the stories you're getting today. And it's closing time yet again. You don't have to go home, but you know the rest. You can't stay here. (laughs) So get out before I have to get Kevin and throw you out. And I'll see you next time on Bedtime Bar Stories. (laughs) You guys have been great. Love you all. Thanks for listening.